0: Welcome to
1: Grown-Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Grown-Up Kids. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we are, boi- we are being joined by a very good friend of ours, Rory Cartelli. Welcome to the show. Yay! So glad to
2: be here. So excited.
1: Yes, Rory is a good friend of
0: ours who I got to work with in Frontierland on my first college program. So I met by
1: association. You know, Yeah, in
0: case you guys haven't <laughs> caught on to the pattern here, a lot of our friends who worked with us on the college program wanted to be on our shows. So <laughs> that seems to be most of the guests lately, but that's okay. That's well, a good we're all thing.
1: Disney nerds. So yeah. What do you want
0: from us? I know. <laughs> um, so, as we do with all of our new guests, we're
1: going to get Rory's Disney profile. Yay! And I know that her and our previous guest, Caitlin, have talked in depth about this. So, yes, (laughs) I'm excited for these answers.
0: (laughs) I hope that you were able to fill 30 seconds for your Disney dash with this riveting movie that we're about to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) All righty. How did you get into Disney, as we like to say? (laughs)
2: well I'm I'm one of those people that's from a Disney family Um, so my parents really loved it and then um, they loved it so much that when I was four we moved from New York to Orlando Um, so I've had a um, you know I've had a Disney life (laughs) Um, I've had an annual pass since I was a kid um, Walt Disney World was my playground growing up. My mom had her business there. So um, after I was 10, I was there at least two, three times a week, uh, every week until college. <laughs> um Jealous. Well, you know, and once I hit high school, I kind of hit that rebellious phase of, "Oh my God, we're going to Disney again!" Like I'm so over it. <laughs> but you're definitely not over it. I'm definitely not over it. <laughs> what is it? Um, t- twenty years later, I'm on a Disney podcast. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I just I had a lot of um, I had a lot of milestones at Disney. Like my first kiss was at at Epcot. Um, my prom was at the Beach Club. And uh, obviously, my first job out of college was with you <laughs> in yeah. um,
1: Frontierland. So,
2: it's awesome. it, it, it's part of my life.
1: <laughs> hey, we get it, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all touched us in different ways. <laughs> um, so who would you say is your favorite character? Oh, this one's not a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: is my favorite. Um you guys got to see my collection. Yeah, they're yes, d- pretty impressive. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> um but no, you know, growing up, I was one of those girls who just liked the princess of the year. Like so, I liked Belle when Beauty and the Beast was out and I yeah. liked um Pocahontas. I remember I really liked Esmeralda, Jasmine, like whenever their movies was, were out, I loved them. Um but I think I that's guess how we'll... I was too. Not to interrupt you, but no, I feel yeah. like that's
0: how I was too because I remember going through specific phases of loving Ariel, Belle and who's the third one? Um We just said her name. I don't know. Jasmine. Jasmine, that's right. And Esmeralda. It was like and I think it followed the time frames probably just like you.
2: Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I I think Esmeralda was probably my last one that, like, I had, like, an infatuation with before um, I hit whatever age where I was like, okay, Disney's not as important anymore or whatnot. <laughs> um, Shameful. But I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so no one really stuck out to me after that until um, Tangled came out, and I just fell in love with Rapunzel. Um, How could you I not? Kind of- well, I call her kind of, like, the hobby princess because, like, she was in that tower for so long. And, you know, she does, like, candle making and sketching yes. and um, ventriloquy making <laughs> and <laughs> um, baking. Like, like, how can you not associate with her? Because if you have a hobby, she probably does it. Um, unless it's, like, fencing. She probably doesn't do fencing. But maybe. May, maybe fencing. Sorry, I was thinking, um, oh, javelin. Javelin?
1: Javelin? She does frying oh. panning. Frying panning.
0: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's like whenever you're on horses. Yeah, that
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it like
2: javelin? She probably
1: javelin? doesn't do that.
0: Javel- that's what she said, yeah. Javelining.
2: Javelining?
0: Is that...
1: <laughs> We're all if, educated if
0: adults here. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of uh, Heath Ledger and Night... Yeah, night.
2: that thing. She probably yeah. doesn't do that, but everything else. Um, But, you know, also, I, I think... Was, I think maybe you guys were talking about this on an earlier podcast where um, I think, Kate, you were saying how much you liked the, the scene where she's, like, conflicted. Yes. And, and <laughs> she, she's like, I am never going back. Oh, my God, I'm the worst person ever. I yes. have to go back now. <laughs> yeah. God, that, like, like still makes me laugh. It's I mean, such a human emotion.
0: Yeah. Like, it's just, like, the embodiment of anybody who has a hard time making decisions or, like, has anxiety And the way that they captured it was just so perfect. Cause that's literally what's going on in your head.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um, So I just, I I love her. I love her so much. She's so nice. And she's, um, you know, she also, she has the ability to see like everything, like she doesn't take anything for granted. So like, she'll see like something that someone walks by every day and she's like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I just (laughs) like. I try to live my life like that. So I would just hope that um, other people do too. So I just, I love her. That's she, take yeah. <laughs>
1: she has a really good message. I so agree. in case you guys didn't know, Rory signed up for Tangled. Wow! Well,
2: <laughs> two years from now. So <laughs> right, <exactly>. At
1: least. <laughs> I also want to say
0: that I'm pretty sure that your Tangled collection rivals my Winnie the Pooh collection. Yeah. I agree They're
2: that. both pretty extensive. Oh, so. definitely not your Harry Potter collection, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a combination of two people behind us. You can see our Harry Potter collection on Skype, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one. That one's pretty in- intense. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be an obvious answer or not, but what is your favorite movie?
2: Oh, you know, it's not obvious. Um,
1: this is one. Is it Victory three through air power? Hmm. Is it victory through air power?
2: Oh God. (laughs) Um, Well, no. (laughs) Spoiler alert. No, (laughs) it is not. Um, no, my favorite movie is actually enchanted. Oh, Um, nice. I love enchanted. I, I mostly love just how self-aware Disney is for it. So like they make fun of themselves, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of self-awareness, um, and being able to do that. (laughs) Um, yeah, totally. And then I, like, I like all the cameos, too. So, like, Jodie Benson, Paige O'Hara, Judy Kuhn. Like, there are so many different people who, like, kind of pop up in there or, like, names that pop up. Um, I don't think of that I ever knew that. Mm-mm. No, we have to watch oh my- it, thanks. Yeah, we have to watch it again. You're going to have so many fun facts for when you, when you get to that movie <laughs> because, like, I just remember, like, after the movie, like, looking up all the Easter eggs and being like, Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Everything is in this movie! Um... But, you know, I actually had one t- – so the first time I saw that movie, um, it was at, like, kind of, like, a difficult time of- in my life. Like, um, I had just gone through a really bad breakup, and I was just kind of, like, feeling that emotion. And I saw this movie on the anniversary of what would have been my one-year anniversary with said breakup. <laughs> um, and there's a scene where Patrick Dempsey's character Robert tells Giselle like that life isn't a fairy tale anymore and like like people people don't get happy endings and I was like in the theater like bawling my eyes out oh. at that scene <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I just I, I, I love it for that reason, because it's just it's so real and it's so self-aware and it's just it's a great movie. It's a feel good movie, too, because guess yeah. what? They do get a happy ending.
1: Right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: I do. No, like it's, that great. Movie.
1: it's been a long time since I've seen it. So what would your I know you've been to Disneyland and Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so between the two, what would your favorite part between be? the six? <laughs> well, I don't know if she has been anywhere else, and if you have, okay, then between the X number of whatever.
2: Um no, meaning so... four
0: parks at Disney World and two at Disneyland, you dummy. Oh, excuse me.
2: Or or we could include the water parks. Oh, that's true. So... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So eight. So eight. Stand corrected. <laughs> there we are. So, I'm actually going to go all the way back to the original one, uh Disneyland. Um obviously growing up with uh Walt Disney World in your backyard it's not as exciting as it is for everyone else who's coming to visit and as a kid I would always beg my parents to take me to Disneyland because I wanted an actual Disney vacation that like Mm -hmm. other people got to enjoy um and I wanted to feel that magic and to see that magic and I never got it um So then when I was 23 or 24, I went on my first adult, like, I paid for myself vacation (laughs) uh, um, with my cousin. And we went to Disneyland. It was my first time since I was two, so obviously I don't remember that one. (laughs) Um, So it was my first, like, real time going to Disneyland. And I just, like... I'm sure I know you guys went recently, like just standing in the middle of California adventure and Disneyland and kind of like turning around in a circle and being like, Oh my God, one, they're all right there. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's different. But (laughs) but like, Oh my gosh, the first time you walk into Disneyland, it's just, it's, it felt, I finally got that feeling of like, Oh my God, a Disney vacation. Like this is what everyone always talks about. And I totally get it now. Um, that's so
1: Disney cute. Disneyland yeah. park is something
2: special. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: It's just, yeah, I, I have a hard time. Honestly, I have a hard time choosing between Magic Kingdom and Disneyland as my favorite, just because of the history that's in Disneyland, and you know, I mean, Walt like lived it, you know.
2: So I actually – I always go to one, like, major factor when I'm thinking about the two because I'm the same. I love Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to pick between the two. Um, But I always think of it as, like, right brain, left brain. So Walt and Roy, the two brothers, Walt was the creative one, and so he was the right brain. And that's so obvious when you go to Disneyland because – everything is whimsical you turn around and you have like five different attractions in one corner and nothing really makes sense in the way that like a theme park's supposed to work and like there's no room for the cues there's no room for people to walk it's just like whimsy 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 magic 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 and like no real logic to it (laughs) Um, And then when you go to Walt Disney World, which Roy had more of a hand in, you have space for people to walk, you have queues that are included in the buildings. Um, So it's a lot more logistical for that. It's a lot more thought out. Um, And myself being just more right-brained, I think that's why I always associate a little bit more with Disneyland, because of the whimsy. Um, But as a slight agoraphobic, I definitely appreciate the (laughs) thought-outness of (laughs) Walt Disney World and Magic Kingdom.
1: (laughs) I really like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. um, I agree, actually. I just, you know, talking and picking between Disneyland and Disney World... (laughs) Is just like how I feel about Severus Snape and Albus Dumbledore. (laughs) I just go back and forth. I go back and forth on if I like them or I don't, and if I like Disneyland or Disney World better. Wrong podcast. (laughs) You know we have a lot of crossover listeners. It's all good. They'll they'll understand my. um... (sighs) I am so tired today. Drink that coffee. (sighs) Okay. We still got this movie to get there. I know. <laughs> Last question for your Disney profile. Okay. What is your favorite Disney memory?
2: So I'm very proud of myself because I narrowed it down to one. Oh man. <laughs> I, mean, I, I had like, it started out with three and then it became three and a half. And then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. There's only one that like, I'm really excited to talk about. So <laughs> we're on one. Um, but when I was at Disneyland the first time we did the Walk and Walt, Waltz Footsteps tour. Um, and I loved that just the entire tour, we got to see the apartment above the, um, the firehouse. So we got to see like, even where the lamp is that they keep on, um, and they keep it just, they, they keep it, um, preserved. So it's exactly how Walt and his family enjoyed it. Um, and I mean, that, that was all like the whole tour was cool, but at the end of the tour, they tell you about how walt's favorite song was feed the birds and they tell you about how he would always have the sherman brothers play it for him so he could listen to it and how he would um listen to that you know he would just kind of keep that song in his head while he walked around his park um so of course that walk in walt footsteps footstep story they give you the um the audio guides and they have you walk through main street listening to that song And like goosebumps like everywhere (laughs) like because you're just like oh my gosh like I'm actually doing it I am walking in Walt's footsteps like I am here at his park and then of course afterwards they take you to the exhibition hall and tell you about how he died so like you're like you're like in this moment and then they're like and then he died, and you're like, "crap." And like, I, I realized that a lot of like my memories involve tears, but like, I think that's what what involves those memories is just like that human emotion. Right. Um, but no, that that it is still. If I think of like a Disney memory, like that's probably the most Disney because before that tour, I wasn't a huge like Walt connoisseur or person like I kind of just I love the movies and I love the parks but yeah. like I didn't tie it all together until that tour um yeah no that was great yeah. they, I, I don't think they do it like that anymore oh. either I know they don't do the apartment anymore but <laughs> they don't they don't No, they now do the um their dream suite They like they do a tour of the dream suite instead
0: hmm. that's yeah. sad because they definitely we're going to have included the apartment in October when we were there, and we should have done it, obviously.
2: Uh, they switch oh. on and off, so they might... They might. I know that they can't do it, like, all year round, because that apartment's kind of, like, falling apart. Yeah. So, like, they can't... Ha- they, they have to be very careful how many people can go in and see it. So they might just only offer it on off-seasons.
1: Well, we'll figure it out. I can, we'll get there someday. I can really relate to you, like, becoming a bigger Walt fan because that's how I feel like I'm doing that through this podcast because yeah. I'm hey. going through all his earlier works that he actually touched and I didn't touch any of these movies when I was a kid so now she that I'm just, seeing She kind of just, like, it, grew
0: up with the movies that came out in the time if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, like, totally. any of
1: these, except maybe... I mean, a fair, very small few. Yeah. You know? But, like, now that I'm diving into Bambi and Snow White right, and Double, like, like, like these never... ones that he lived and breathed. Yeah, I'm different. really becoming a pretty big Walt fan.
2: Mm. Have you guys seen, there's that movie Walt Before Mickey, I think it's on yes. Netflix?
1: Mm-hmm. We just oh my watched gosh. it. I love
2: that movie. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's so good. It, it was it good. really cool. Yeah, that also helped with my uh, Walt obsession, so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, All right. <laughs> today
0: we will be discussing Victory Through Air Power, which is I believe Walt's seventh animated film. Um... Yeah, do we wanna do our Disney dashes? Sure. Dun da, da, 30 dun da, da dash. <laughs> we have theme music for this now, which just played. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Alright, who wants to go first? I'll
1: go first because mine's not exciting at all. Alright, so let me pull up my timer. I tried harder than last week, but like again, I just didn't really have a whole lot to say. <laughs>
0: But well I mean like this movie there's not really a uh, It's
1: hard to, like it's, it's hard, hard it's to summarize like... it. I you mean though I summarized Fantasia with no problem. It doesn't even have like words really if you think about it. Fantasia was also more exciting. I agree, but I'm just saying <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just cuz I'm a visual I person. also
0: I'm just going to throw this out there right now as a disclaimer. If you are a fan of Victory Through Air Power, <laughs> you probably don't want to listen to this podcast episode.
1: There's some cool facts. There There's are cool some facts. cool parts to it, but like we're not particularly fans. No. But we watched it and we're doing this, so, you know.
0: This not every movie on this list is going to be good, and this was our first taste of that, I think. And this is all subjective. So, yes, hey, if you love absolutely. it,
1: tell us why. We'd love to hear why. Yeah.
0: Comment on our Facebook page and tell us why you love this movie if you do. Okay, are you ready?
1: Wait, is the guy's name Saversky?
0: Disaversky.
1: Saversky. Okay. Disaversky. Oh, Disaversky. Well, I'll try to remember that. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: okay. One, two. Three. We are taken through the history of flight. We learn all about the Wright brothers. Shout out to Ohio and see the progression of the invention and modernization of aircraft. Sadly, the fun cartoons stop and we're followed by long narratives about Jessoversky's <laughs> <laughs> ideals. We're walked through the Nazi spread of power and is stressed how the use of air power can help to take them down. Eighteen seconds, not too bad. <laughs> that was good.
0: That's I mean, yeah, that's that <laughs> that's the movie, essentially.
2: Yeah. That's a good snops us yeah
0: thanks rory do you want me to go next do you want to go last
2: um yeah sure we okay. can do that
0: <laughs> Alrighty. i'm ready ready yep set go we begin our journey in ohio with the wright brothers who travel to north carolina to have the first flight Basically, this movie takes you through the history of aviation and then ends with aviation in war. We learn how aviation changed war and how it can be used to win. It was filled with propaganda and discussed Britain and America's options for defeating the Germans and Japanese. Sorry, folks. It was kind (laughs) of (laughs) boring.
1: 21 seconds. Oh, I yep. love how, like, we all talked a little slower. Well, I don't know. I, don't <laughs> well, I, yet, but... I
0: did a little bit because I'm like, I know this is not going to be yeah. very long. <laughs> all
1: right, Rory. All right. I'm ready. All right.
2: Three, two, one. All right, so we're given the history of aircraft from the Wright Brothers to Charles Lindbergh to aircraft becoming weaponry. We then meet um, live-action Major Dusversky, who teaches us about the history of World War II and planes, including Dunkirk, Battle of Britain, Pearl Harbor. We learn that planes are better than boats. Air Force should be its own branch of the military. Propaganda, 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 propaganda. Ways we can bomb Japan. Disturbing bomb sequence. Eagle kills octopus. And a tribute to America Sam Eagle would be proud of.
1: Eagle kills octopus. (laughs)
0: That was awesome. I'm not gonna lie, that was the part where I was drifting, and I totally forgot about that until
1: you said it. Like that was the best part of the second half. Come on, I know. I know. It the looked second like, half was so bad. It looked like Ursula, but with a different face, and then this eagle comes in, right hook, left hook, beats him up. It's
2: so <laughs> disturbing.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, history.
1: Dive into that history.
0: Oh, by the way, that was only twenty. That was like right at twenty-eight seconds, Rory. So that was very good. You're making me yeah. nervous with your propaganda. I know. Propaganda, I was propaganda. like, oh no, she's gonna go over. I'm gonna have to like beep at her. <laughs>
2: I practiced. <laughs> oh, good I job. actually added in two propagandas in there to <laughs> spread out. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious.
0: Alrighty, history of victory through air power. It was released on July 17th of 1943, and it is based on the 1942 book, Victory Through Air Power, by Alexander P. deversky This film was nominated for Best Music Score of a Dramatic or Comedy Picture. Comedy? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess was the octopus getting dramatic. Up was real funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Walt read the book Victory Through Air Power and then felt that its message was so important that he personally financed the animation production of it. After its release and re-release in 1943 and 1944, there was no theatrical release for 60 years, perhaps because it was seen as propaganda or perhaps because it was deemed offensive to Germans and Japanese. Um. Hmm. The introductory history of aviation scene was exerted in various episodes of the Disney Anthology series on TV. In 2004, the Disney Studios released it on DVD as part of their wartime collection in the Walt Disney Treasures DVD series. Those are the really nice, um,
1: like, metal case movies. Why have we not? We've talked about this the last three episodes, and <sighs> we have yet to go back there and get one of these. Watch, they're all going <laughs> to be on. Let's go tonight. Okay. All right. I'm cool with that. Okay. Because they have the Reluctant Dragon, one. yes, that's yeah, what I'm that's the one that I
0: want. I, I loved know. that movie. That is the one turnaround, like the one new movie so far that we've watched that I've like loved. But I digress. Um, <laughs> somewhat ironically, after the war, Disney's characters, especially Mickey and Donald, were enthusiastically received in Japan and Germany, where they remain immensely popular today. Crazy, and for anybody who doesn't know, propaganda. Is information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view? Just because, like, I knew the word propaganda, but I just wanted the proper definition out there so that people truly understand what it is. In case they didn't.
1: Good job.
0: It's Katie's turn for the... (laughs) Fun facts of this movie. Fun facts. There actually what? are a lot of facts in this movie. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm gonna delete this last one because oh, I'm you sorry. just read it. No, it's cool. I took but it, but I'll repeat it and not even realize it. And so. I
0: will also say that the Walt Disney Family Museum's website had an awesome article. Yes. On this
1: movie we'll that post it.
0: painted it in a little bit of a better light than
1: some other articles that I found online. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So this, these fun facts are a mix of that and then another site that I found. So, but we'll I will post. post that.
0: I'll post the link to that article so everybody can read it.
1: Yeah. So fun facts. Uh, this film actually breaks one of Walt's firmest principles because he always preaches the timelessness in his pictures. So there's this, no
0: timelessness in this movie.
1: Right. So <laughs> after the war, essentially, this film was going to be useless. Do you know another film that is not timeless? Oh, I knew the answer to this mm mm. aladdin why because the genie does an impression of somebody like a celebrity so um. it actually does stick it into a time frame oh, I may. i do remember hearing that fun fact yes fun fact on top of a fun fact but minus that it's very timeless yeah <laughs> um and as a disney scholar pointed out For a man whose financial standing was rather shaky and whose studio was thriving on military assignments, this was a bold move. Um, A movie critic by the name of Richard Schickle (laughs) said that uh, Walt pushed this film out in a hurry, even setting aside his distrust of limited animation because of the impulse of urgency. So, Disney's main distributor at the time, RKO Radio Radio Pictures, Refused to release this in theaters, so Walt went with United Artists instead. They've done like a couple other of his shorts between 1932 and 1937. So this actually made this film the first and only Disney animated feature film to be released by a different movie movie studio. I thought was cool. If I can actually, it was propaganda. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If I can actually interject, um, one of the cool thing or kind of weird things I found, I started. I was kind of searching, so I just searched like random people in the um like names that were in the opening credits mm-hmm. um to like find out their history, etc. Um but the director of just the disversky parts um was H. C. Potter. And cool last name. His, right, right. That's, <laughs> cool cool first initial cool yeah. name. <laughs> um but his career was actually ruined by RKO. Um, because he was put in a I think like a binding contract and like he wasn't able to um, direct more films and so I thought it was kind of interesting that like the studio that didn't direct this one was actually or that didn't produce this one actually kind of ruined his career
1: off of that yeah it's a weird connection
2: yeah
0: was it related to him doing this I don't think so. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> <Then> I was <laughs> just wondering. <Even> a weird <laughs>
1: coincidence.
2: <laughs> yeah, just just kind of weird because it was probably about ten years after this came out that oh, like okay. he did his last film. Got it.
1: Yeah, that's super weird. Well, at least he got yeah. some time in the industry, I guess. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, as we know from Meg, the live-action parts feature Alexander P. Dusavursky. He's the author of the book that inspired Walt to do this. Um, So this movie was named Outstanding Picture of the Month for Family Audiences by Parents (laughs) Magazine, which I thought was interesting. Um, And the New York Times reviewed it as, um, "If, if victory through air power is propaganda, it is at least the most encouraging and inspiring propaganda the screen has afforded us in a long time. Mr. Disney and staff can be proud of their accomplishment. Can I-, I put these in here for the fact that it would be controversial. Can I just say <laughs> that that is the typical
0: response to somebody who agrees with the propaganda that it's putting out.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Oh, it's
0: so inspiring. Right. Uh, yeah, that's because you agree with it.
1: I thought it was weird for family audiences, though. Like, maybe no. the beginning where it's teaching you about aircraft? And the progression and like yeah. how it came to be. Okay, but the second half, mm,
0: I don't need my little kid learning about bombs. how <laughs> we bomb countries to yeah. win them over.
2: But if you think about it, I, this did come out in the time with Rosie the Riveter when you had women going to work at the factories creating these planes. So maybe, yeah. you know, if they were the ones coming out with, like, the woman's magazine, you know, or a uh, family magazine, like, they wanted their kids to, like, know why mommy was going to work and daddy was at war or something like that. So, like, if you put That's it, fair. like, in that time sense, it might it might possibly make sense
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah i think a lot of this like you know looking back at it now you're like oh my god like walt put out a film about how we need to use airplanes to bomb these places you know what i mean but like if you put yourself in that time he was being patriotic he was doing what everyone else was doing he was supporting the troops that's what everyone was talking about back then with the war
2: yeah
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, I agree that we definitely needed to put them in their place, that's for sure. I just don't think that, I don't think that having my kids see how they're developing this plane that can just, like, shoot down anything from any angle, it's always at the ready to shoot something down. Isn't that crazy, though? Like,
1: just think, like, that was literally normal in 1943, like, that Mm -hmm. was what was encouraged, like, no, kids need to know about this, they need to know and be involved, and again, like Rory was saying, why is Dad off to war, and... You know? I mean, this
2: is also the generation that is now ba- are the baby boomers. Right. So like that, the baby boomers grew up watching this type of film as normal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you,
1: it's it's weird how you, if you, it's hard to put yourself in that time period because now we're just like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, but, you know, times change so much yeah. between and like the world in
0: general was in a very as you saw in the movie, the war. Not the war, the world developed how wars happen, even through the lifespan of this movie, if you think about it, yeah, yeah, um and I, I don't know if you have this in your fun facts. It's not so much a fun fact per se, but did you see the little fact about like the Disney bomb? Oh no yep, I, didn't yep. See that. I saw that one. go ahead, yeah, it's something like one of the bombs that Walt animated in this movie, I think it was the one that like penetrated really deep down and then. Was it the submarine? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was the submarine
0: one. Yeah. And uh, that, like, didn't exist. So he created, like, the idea of that bomb with this movie. And then they, like, went and made it. And they called
2: it, the they called it the
0: Disney bomb. The Disney bomb.
1: Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> influences come from everywhere, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so this next fact, it's a little long, but bear with me because I think it's pretty crucial it's kind of like the point of this movie i think so um barbara deming she's she's the one who evaluated this film for the library of congress said that this film demonstrated is she in
0: is this movie in the library of congress i don't know i should have looked that up i
1: feel like it should be i would probably assume maybe it is um but she said that this film demonstrated a great kinship with the advertising art so it's not really surprising that one of the film's biggest supporters Um, was the man who was considered to be the father of modern advertising at the time, Albert Lasker. So why I bring him up is because Lasker had British contacts and they were able to get a copy of the film to Winston Churchill. He saw it, he was impressed, Um, and then during a conference, the Quebec conference, Churchill was with Roosevelt and had asked if he had seen it. Lasker tried a ton of times to get this movie screened at the White House and it just never worked out. But here is Roosevelt and Churchill at a conference, and uh, Roosevelt said no, and it was immediately rushed to them by a fighter plane. So they screened it privately twice, hmm. Churchill and Roosevelt, and I, apparently Roosevelt was so excited about it, he ordered the Joint Chiefs of Staff to see it, and um, the film is believed to have influenced the commitment to long-range bombing, long-range bombing and the air strategy that was used on D-Day. In 1944. So that, for anyone who doesn't know, um, that's when the U.S. and Allied troops invaded Normandy during World War II. So that really was the reason that Walt took the leap and the gamble to make this film. Because he wanted to influence the war. Which is, again, that just kind of blows my mind a little bit.
0: I, yeah. think, that, I think that this film is the perfect example of how influential Walt was. yeah in not just the film industry, but just in America. Just a powerful figure. You yeah, know? he's powerful a very powerful public figure.
1: figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Like it's crazy. It, it's crazy to me also that Walt was like, I feel so passionately about this book. People more people than just reading audiences need to see this and need to know about it and then he goes and like influences the president of the united states right and And winston churchill right and then they make this bomb even and like just like crazy a crazy sequence of events like a domino effect you know just because he decided to do this
0: winston uh or winston churchill has like war rooms in the uk that you can go and see like where they planned oh that's crazy yeah it's like in london maybe we'll go see that
1: maybe Cool. uh last fun fact this was the true beginning of educational films so the walt disney company kind of learned that they can effectively communicate their ideas and efficiently produce films while getting disney characters to millions of people worldwide um and throughout the rest of the war disney characters effectively acted as ambassadors to the world so donald is he features in a couple movies actually yeah. I don't think they're very kind movies. Some of
0: these are a little bit controversial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and one of them's called De the Fuhrer's face. Yeah. Yes.
0: And that's like yeah. doesn't that feature Donald as Hitler? Uh possibly. Or like at least as a Nazi. Something, like that. Something. I think at least as a Nazi, which is I don't need to see Donald in that role. I mean no. I know he's angry, but he's a good Dude. Donald is good. Yeah. And he is just grumpy.
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah that's there's a lot of it's crazy how much history is in i was
0: going to add on to like history slash fun facts with this movie if there was well actually maybe i should save this for my takeaway i'm gonna save this little fact all right cool all right our favorite parts of the film there has to be one i actually do have one me too go ahead mine is the beginning Like, seeing the animation of the Wright brothers get their little plane to fly off the ground. And then, like, going, taking that information and then tying it actually into, like, the war planes that were built. Like, the one, it was kind of towards the end where it had, like, a massive wingspan. And then they showed you how far the Wright brothers' flight was just on the one plane wing of the plane Mm. that was like just like i just liked the interesting facts from that but i really liked the very beginning of the film how they showed you the history of aviation not pertaining to war i agree
2: yeah rory go ahead so i have i actually i found two Actually, Ooh, found two uh, things that nice. I liked. Um, the first one was kind of similar, um, but it's kind of more specific. So when the Wright brothers are first taking off, and they have like their group of spectators yeah. and just like watching <laughs> their reactions to everything, that made me laugh yeah, out loud. <laughs> Like like I saw that I'm like oh this is a Disney film like, yeah. it just like it felt so Disney there and I was yeah. like okay like I wrote that down like from when I first saw it I'm like okay this is probably <laughs> one of my favorite parts right here <laughs> um but actually I really enjoyed the visualization of um when they were talking about how like Germany's like a wheel and like the different spokes of the wheel oh yeah and then they had like um. But, like if we have multiple people come and hit at one part like they showed how the spokes would move and like I don't know it, like it made it really easy for me to pick I'm a I'm a visual learner yeah. so it, mm-hmm. it made it really easy for me to sort of like picture what they were trying to get across with that and like obviously you need someone to be able to go over the wheel and not through it um, oh, yeah, so I agree. like good for them on that yeah,
1: if <laughs> and, I had like, just like read that I would have been like what what are they talking about <laughs> But yeah, seeing it, you're right. It was super educational. Yeah. Even talking yeah, about re-
2: war. I probably like that part because it didn't have, like, any bombing or anything in it either. It just yeah. your like, arrows. i right. like, oh, this is great. Show the- show all the arrows. These
1: arrows don't work. These arrows don't work. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> the talented arrows. <laughs> Victory through arrow power. <laughs> um, I think my favorites, I agree with Meg, is, like, the whole aviation beginning. And, like, I, probably my favorite little fun fact from that was, like, that there was one, I couldn't tell you who it was, I don't remember, but, like, one plane decided to make a trek across the entire United States. I think it was the first one. And oh, they and had, it kept crashing. They, it kept crashing, but they had a train. <laughs> it was following a train that had extra parts, so when it yes. crashed, they could fix it and keep going. And, like, they crashed, like, a <laughs> million times, but they did it. Like, they made it all the way to where they wanted to be. Didn't it, like, take 10 days or something? It was so No, often. 30 days, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe it was a month. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, they I made like it, part. and it only had, like, a couple original pieces left, <laughs> Yeah, they got there.
0: Yeah. That's cool. How about
1: our least favorite part of the movie? The entirety of the second half. <laughs> minus the octopus and the eagle.
0: <laughs> I just, I mean, like, I'm not gonna say that I'm one of those people that is, like, there's no reason to go into any type of war whatsoever but like i just don't i just don't want to talk about it we're peaceful people yeah i mean like you know there are some obviously the nazis needed to be taken care of there was something there that needed to be done to make them stop they were doing the wrong thing like there's no question in my mind about that right but like i do question some of the ways that we went about it So, seeing that, like, in a Disney animated film was kind of disheartening a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, Walt animated this. Like, oh, (laughs) this is, like,
1: serious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, I, um, there was a part, I think it's, I think they mentioned it, maybe it was in the first half, but when they were first talking about how, um, they were going to have planes that could, um you know, have weaponry on them. And they were saying how one of the disadvantages of having a plane is that the you know, there's now a blurred line between civilian and soldier, you know, Mm -hmm. and they they made a point to sort of say that and then at the end of the film and I I think I put this in like my 30 second dash, but like there's just a disturbing like bomb, 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 bomb and considering this was made before Hiroshima and um, before the atomic bombs went off in Japan before they were brought to Japan, like it was kind of disturbing seeing that like this was their vision and oh my gosh, it came true but yeah. like they you know you're not talking about all of the civilians who were affected by that right. um and just knowing that history and context like that really didn't sit well with me um and and it made it so hard to enjoy the the eagle and the octopus <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, because was like, I, was, I was still thinking like about they, the
0: bomb <laughs> they tried to bring some like lightheartedness or something back into the movie <laughs> at the end there uh, yeah. and, it, and it might have worked if they hadn't just been talking about, like, literally just demolishing everything. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, that is a really good point. That, that the whole idea of adding weaponry to aviation did blur the line between enemy and civilian. And and that that whole basis of this animation is what was kind of sad to me, is that they were promoting that. You know
1: yeah yeah definitely. it seems they just weird that for
0: disney I, yeah no i yeah definitely and it's like they were they were promoting and like that is that to me was the main reason that makes this propaganda i think because they're oh yeah they're you know it's one thing to show the history of aviation show the history of adding weaponry Two planes because that's what the nazis were doing and that's the only way to defeat them and but then to just like push that this was the positive and right thing to do without much more than like yes this is the only way we can win yeah was just kind of unsettling, unsettling. yeah
1: yeah um
0: And I guess that that kind of goes into our next point of, like, what we took away from this. Um, And I'll start, if you guys don't mind, with... So, I guess I didn't pay attention in history class a
2: lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, I mean, like, the whole idea of aviation as a weapon. I guess I didn't realize that... The Germans were doing that, and then we were very naval based, and that those two didn't battle well together. Um, so seeing like that, it was very educational because yeah. I was like, oh, I yeah. didn't, I didn't realize that we really only had naval ships. Right, we had super we didn't strong even... navies,
1: but they were nothing against. Exactly. An or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the planes that we did have didn't reach very far, so we couldn't necessarily be on the same level as them. Plus, the areas that they were taking over were much more close together than the allies. We were all spread out, so seeing that visual visualization of like our trade routes was also very educational because. I don't, I guess I just didn't think about how easy they had it compared to how hard we had it in that time.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So trying to get stuff back and forth between America and Great Britain and Australia. um, Obviously, those three places are very spread out. Whereas Japan had all of those islands connected right by them. And then Germany was just taking over all of Europe, basically. So it was... um, I mean, like, I, I know who the allies and the enemy were and everything, but it was just, again, like Rory, I'm a visual learner, so to, like, see it in an animation was super educational, and I liked that.
1: Yeah, it helped me understand it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Rory, would you like to talk about your takeaway?
2: Um, yeah, you know, like, I, I agree with Megan. I think that... You know, it was very educational and it was um, interesting. So I one of the reasons I actually signed up for this podcast was World War Two is one of my favorite areas of study for history. Um, I was actually an avid um, history person. Like I I just I had this excellent European history Um, not professor uh, it was high school so teacher Um, but like his voice was like kind of in my head during a lot of this like Mm -hmm. I'm like Luftwaffe and Blitzkrieg (laughs) like I remember these terms like so, like, that that was good to, like, sort of see, but I'm just going to go back to sort of, like, that ending with, like, the bombing and, like, just knowing what it led to, mm-hmm. um, especially because this was a film that convinced Roosevelt to look into long-range bombing. Yeah. Um, So when I was a kid, I w- remember being in the Air and Space Museum with my dad, and we were by this plane, and I had no idea what I was looking at, and my dad, like, was really quiet and, like... Okay, what are we doing? Like, I just see a plane. And he explained to me that that was the plane that dropped one of the bombs um, on Hiroshima. Um, And kind of like if I I take like my own personal history and like being in that moment and knowing that this film kind of led to that plane, which led to that moment, like, I mean, it's kind of deep (laughs) in, in that sense. When you told um, – like, I knew where you were going with that story, but, like, as soon as yeah. you said
0: it, I, like, got chills. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. That yeah. would kind of just, like, make you
2: go somber, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely.
2: I mean, I, I remember that as a kid. I was just like, oh, like, because at that point, I didn't know much about
1: – like, I knew
2: Nazi bad, her, um, Holocaust right. bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I didn't know that much about it, so – um And I think as an adult, like, I've learned a lot more about those bombings. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I was once listening to an NPR NPR podcast on the um, anniversary of um, the bombing. And they were talking with survivors about it and explaining it and just, like, putting that and putting that human aspect into it. Like, it's so hard to, like, then watch this film and, like, knowing that what it led to. So, I mean, I I enjoyed the history part of it and I I enjoy the... um, I get what they were going from, but it propaganda. came with consequences. <laughs> it came with consequences. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, and, and when I think about like in this day and age, like if Disney was to do like a, uh, why we should bomb Syria? Like right. <laughs> if they did like a film like that, like
0: what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Would what be, would like, people think? People would be so upset about that. Oh, yeah.
2: they're, they're in an uproar over what type of princess is out there. <laughs> like right. like, like yeah. to think what, what would happen? Like if, they do something like this now like it's just it's so strange to have it in their repertoire
0: I think also though it is important to touch on how different again America was then compared to how America is now so if everybody was in the same mindset that they were in in the 40s at this time like maybe Disney would make that film right yeah so it's just hard to
1: compare that's true I feel like at that time again like putting my myself in those shoes like war wasn't this is gonna sound horrible but like it wasn't a bad thing it was a patriotic thing everybody thought that they were doing the right thing right so yeah i don't know so like walt could have really felt he was doing everything you know correctly for and the you know good of the country to, you know to a point
0: maybe the decisions that they made with the war were okay but then again as rory's been saying it led to right, more right right and it led to bigger consequences. Um,
1: yeah, I'm gonna bring the, I'm gonna bring this podcast back up <laughs> and yeah. take something else away from this. I'm gonna okay. ignore the second half and focus on the progression of aircraft and say I'm taking away never give up, just keep going. Keep so going, right, it. brothers? Give up do want to learn to how to fly. <laughs>
0: Learn then how to fly. you can
1: learn how to fly. Be a Dumbo. You got this. <laughs> if, if the Wright brothers ever gave up, I mean, they created aircraft and took off and did flight, a human being flying, and they put it in the paper and nobody cared. And yet they yeah, still they kept like, going. Oh, Wright brothers are coming home. What? Right, in this tiny little itty bitty tic tac <laughs> piece of the paper. No, they just kept going and they uh, accomplished their dreams and what they believed in. Yeah, but look what it led to. I'm kidding. It led to me being able to fly down and see Mickey all the time. Okay? This is true. It led to commercial flights, which are yes. a
0: great, oh. awesome thing. So,
1: so that's my takeaway. That's such a positive note to end on. Hey, I'm a Hufflepuff. This is what I do. We also can
0: turn this podcast around by reading our fan story. That's true. Oh, I mean, our Disney memory. <laughs> podcast. Are you, do you want to read it this week? Sure, because it's from our friend Hannah. Yes. And I love Hannah. Hannah Taylor. You even got me serenading your name. Yeah. (laughs) So, I've never been huge into Disney. I don't really remember any Disney in my childhood, but I only have two brothers, so maybe that's why. I do, however, still have a Minnie Mouse cuddly toy my mom bought me about 14 years ago. I remember being about eight. My aunt and uncle paid for us to go to Disneyland Paris I can remember bits of it, but the main thing I remember is that I wouldn't bow for the queen of hearts, so she made the hand gesture to cut off my head. (laughs) (laughs) Typical. Um, (laughs) One of my brothers had to save me by kissing her hand. Sounds terrible when I think about it now. Anyway, I now have a four-year-old daughter, and she enjoys watching some Disney films, mainly Frozen and Tangled at the moment, but she enjoys listening to the soundtracks when I put them on. I really love watching all the Disney films from the beginning, especially as I haven't seen most of
1: them. Love you, Megan and Katie. I love this story, one, because I love Hannah, and two, because she's not a big Disney fan, and yet she's taking part in this Disney community and and enjoying it and learning it. I love that. And we appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you. And... I really hope that doing this opens up your eyes to some movies for Rosie to watch.
1: Maybe daughter. not this one. Maybe not <laughs> this one. But she can maybe... learn all about planes. <laughs> right, the first half. Uh, if
0: you want to learn about planes, go watch Saludos Amigos and you can Or go watch planes. This is true. <laughs> well, I've never seen planes. I can't vouch that it's any good or not. I haven't either <laughs>
1: Or, go yeah,
0: so those amigos with little Pedro. Yeah, little Pedro and his little mail carrier service. (laughs) Alrighty. So, we want to give a huge shout out and huge thank you to Rory for joining us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. You're amazing. You had amazing
0: insight. Yes, we appreciate it. And you're welcome back anytime.
2: So, Tangled, two
0: years. Yes. Well, if there's anything that interests you before Tangled, Absolutely. feel free to let us know. Because, <laughs> yeah, Tangled is a while away, unfortunately. A little bit. Um, and also, I want to give a shout out to Jocelyn, who is one of our listeners and also a fellow Disney co worker from the past for Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, she sent us a different list uh, that's off of D23. And I'm actually tonight going to be going through that list and changing our list because there are there's stuff on there that I should have added and I didn't realize it. So our hmm. list is getting extended. I'm sorry, Rory. That probably means Tangled, <laughs> Tangled is getting pushed back even <laughs> further. Um, but I think that we're going to add in like the real life adventure movies or some of them, at least. Some things I know that's nothing fine. about. And yeah, that's
1: why I'm doing this. So. Mm hmm. All right. So Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so make sure you su- make sure you subscribe. I mess that up every time. So you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on
0: social media and join in on the conversation on Facebook at Grown-Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Grown-Up Kids Pod. Also, please email us at Grown-Up Kids Podcast at gmail.com and send us your favorite Disney memory so that we can feature it on an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you watch The Three Caballeros.
1: The Three Caballeros.
0: (laughs) Next (laughs) week's episode. We're also being joined by Kayla again for this one because we all know about her love for Jose from the (laughs) Saludos Amigos episode. So.
1: Don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway.
0: All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.